0: what's up everyone welcome back to the weekly drop on Super' tv weekly drop we appreciate you guys always tuning in um, big week um, again of basketball in australia we had a huge signing in the nbl um, and yeah we'll break it down for you guys obviously if you haven't heard Maker has signed with the sydney kings um caught us all off guard there was also another signing by sydney jalen adams who apparently should be up there for mvp conversation um, Hesh, how you been?
1: Been good, man. Um, yeah, been good, been good. Been a, a slower week, I think. Just have to like to put up on his less ball and his mm. days go slower, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but I've been good.
0: Queensland restrictions, community sport just opened up. So, oh, yeah, so NBL1 North starting back up and, yeah, NBL1 yeah. finals obviously happening in the West and South Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully... Vic and New South Wales start to clear things up with all this COVID stuff. It's getting crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, it's been a while out here, but, you know, hopefully they're talking about October for us. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, obviously, we'll start off with McCurmaker. Maker. I think it was two days ago he decided to come down and sign with the Sydney Kings in his home country. Um, he didn't get, he was, he put his name in for the uh, NBA draft and was undrafted, which was a surprise to me. And I'm sure to a lot of people, I thought he'd get drafted. His brother, obviously, Thon Maker, is in the draft. His other brother, Mater Maker, just played summer league with the Denver Nuggets. McCurmaker Maker was projected to be a top 15 pick, I think, before college, and he decided to go to a um, HBCU and to play for Howard. And apparently he had a disappointing season. He averaged 11 points, I think. Um, so, yeah, he's, he got undrafted and he's decided to come back and play in the NBL, hopefully for a year. And I'm assuming he's going to try and enter his name in for next year's draft. Um, how big is this signing?
1: I mean, I think it's big. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a huge signing, dude. I, I think he's got a huge potential. He's, he's long, he's athletic, he's got great skills for his size. His um upside is massive. Um and, and just check something. I'm not sure. Maybe I read a rumor. I think he withdrew from the draft.
0: I think he did. I think he might have not been getting interest and he withdrew. You might be right on that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think he I think it was McCall Maker that withdrew from the draft. Yeah, I'm you're right. I'm being confused. Check me on that if anyone if, anyone, if I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he withdrew because of that. I think he wasn't getting interest or wasn't liking his chances or his stock or whatever it was, and then decided not to. And then there were some question marks where it was going to go and whatnot. So I think it's a huge signing. Like I said, uh, he's, he's going to help Sydney a lot. He can play the four and the five comfortably. Um, I, think, I think it's, it's a huge signing. I think it's probably one of the biggest. He's coming on an extra contract, isn't he?
0: Correct, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's what you were always saying. You were like, wonder if Sydney will get yeah. the next star." And well, Bawali
0: signed a normal contract, so they still had that next star spot open. So McCurmaker yeah, filled it. Filled it. Um, so they, I like how they're looking, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: King, I what think,
1: like
0: like you said, I think it's one of the biggest signings that's been made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to step in and make an impact straight away. Do they start him? I'm not sure. Um, I think I'd probably still go with Cooks and... Jarrell and bring McCurr off the bench. But he's going to be big time, I reckon. He's going to be really good. and I think he'll learn a lot from this NBL season. It's obviously a huge signing for the NBL, obviously, moving forward and entertainment purposes. Obviously, he'll he'll get the views and he'll sell some tickets. Um I would
1: start him, to be honest. You reckon? Yeah, man. I would I would play I would play Cooks at the three, play Jarrell at the four, and then Maker at the five. Yeah. I'll go big like that and then that's a that's a and then you got Geordie Hunter off the bench. Like that's mm. um, I think dude, the Kings are looking nice, dude. I like it.
0: Facts. Um can they next question is can the Kings win at all?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, they can for sure. They're in my four that we that we predicted last week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm not saying they definitely will, but they definitely can. It's still early days, you know. Um the hawks still to me look really tough. Yeah. the backer. Back in the last season, that they're going to be a tough team to beat, but the Kings can definitely do some damage, man. Um, I'm excited to see what they what they put out there. What about you? You reckon they got a shot?
0: Um, call me crazy, but I thought they had a shot before, McCurr and Jalen Adams. That's why I put them in my top four, like you as well. But, yeah, I think adding those two pieces really solidifies themselves as a top two team in the league. I think them and Hawks right now with the rosters they got, that's the finals matchup without doubt. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, say that it's a guarantee, only because Perth haven't solidified. Perth haven't confirmed their team yet. You never know with Perth, so I'll wait till Perth finish their team and then I'll pick my top two. But my t- my top two right now is Hawks Kings Grand Final.
1: Yeah, can't
0: go wrong with that. Who right now? I agree with you. Yeah, who right now? No idea. Yeah, no idea. Um. Another another free agent signing that we're yet to see is actually Dante Exum, hasn't been picked up by an NBA team. I think he came off a really impressive Boomers campaign.
1: Very impressive,
0: yeah. Um, especially coming off a, an injury of some sort. I think it was a calf. So he's always been um, riddled with injuries. So what can we see him maybe in the NBL? Who knows? Calfs pretty
1: thin. Yeah, exactly. Got a few spots open, you know. I'm sure they could they could use some use some help. Um, I don't know. Do you think he'll come back to the NBL? I don't know. I think I think he could probably pick up a bag in Europe somewhere based Mm -hmm. on his resume, based on what he's doing. Obviously, like you know, we could we could guess a lot of different places and speculate. Um, yeah, but to be honest, I'm shocked that he didn't get any NBA interest. Me too. Given the fact that he's already been there and he's contributed to teams before, and he's—I mean, I, I would—I would. It's harsh to say it was disappointing, but it's not like he was a—he he wasn't a, a, a hit in the NBA. He was always riddled with injuries, like you said, yeah. and, and that. But I think he showed enough to for people to take a take a chance on him and on a 15-man roster. You know what I mean?
0: Sure. He was a fifth. He was a fifth so, pick as well in the draft.
1: Yeah, 100%. So I'm surprised, really. Maybe he'll get picked up late. You never know. Mm.
0: We'll see. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think if he had the chance here in Europe, I think he'd ditch a little bit of money to come play in Australia. Obviously, they speak English here and it's his home country. So yeah, that's facts. we'll see. I reckon he might be an early case for MVP as well. He'd be tough.
1: Dude, in the NBL, yeah. I think he'd be pretty devastating. Yeah, his athleticism and his length, he'd be pretty good in the NBL. Yeah. Sure. He'd pretty good in any sure. league in the world. Like I'm I'm sold on him. I I think he struggles with decision making on the offensive side. Like sometimes he just jumps in the air into traffic and does some crazy stuff and he always mm. lands like he's about to tear his ACL man. Like yeah, every facts. time he has to grand from my heart, just crazy. jumps. It. But he's defensively like one of the he's he's elite defensively, I think.
0: Um, yeah
1: he's super lengthy and can use his arms well and he slides his feet well. So um, yeah. I, I don't know. Hopefully he gets back to league. Like, that will be, you
0: know, let's see. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. We hope to see him in the NBA. But if that contract doesn't come, Dante, and the slim, ch- slim chance you're listening to this, <laughs> we'd love to have you back in the NBA, bro. For sure. So another topic, the NBA, NBA 2K have released their ratings. Um, for those who play, I guess... Even if you don't play, it's still cool to look at and kind of see where these guys are ranked. Um, I'll read the rankings out for people who are listening and haven't seen. Josh Green is a 71. Dante Exum is a 71. Aaron Baines, who's currently a free agent, is a 74. Matisse Theibel is a 75. Josh Giddey is a 75. Paddy Mills is a 76. Joe Ingles is an eighty. Ben Simmons is an eighty-four. So, straight, just looking at just looking at that straight off the rip. What's your first initial thoughts?
1: My first initial thoughts, number one thing is Patty Mills is way way too low. Like mm-hmm. that's just the most standout thing. Um, Matisse Thybul is way too low. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante X and Josh Green, I think are a little bit robbed on that as well. Mm-hmm. and ben simmons might be a little bit low too mm-hmm. 84 overall like just to give guys reference i'm sure most people know more about 2k than i do uh, last i played was number 2k12 or something like that <laughs> i had a game was years ago for me but um you know what what's kd and LeBron like 98 yeah 98
0: 95 96 around there
1: yeah around there superstars like 96 97 so ben Simmons 84 like that's a huge gap you know what i mean yeah he's an all-star he's up there he's 90s for sure patty mills is like in the 80s without a doubt mm. um josh giddy i think is probably about spot on you know high draft pick haven't seen too much got to get yeah. 75 just based on the draft pick yet to see what he's going to do but um diable the same level as josh giddy and patty mills same level as josh giddy that doesn't make sense to me at all mm. Um, I think what
0: do you think um first reaction is Ben Simmons last year was an 86 and he's gone down two ratings um he was up there for defensive he's been up he was up there for defensive player of the year I know he had a bit of a rocky playoff series but um he was an all-star as well so I don't understand how he went down two ratings I think if anything he should have stayed at an 86 maybe an 87 Joe Ingles, eighty. I think he had one of his best seasons in the NBA last year. So I'm going to agree with that. Um, I think he had the best three point percentage or some something like that. Uh, true, true, true three point percentage or whatever it's called. So I'd give I'd give Ingles an eighty. Maybe, maybe even a bit overrated. Um, maybe a seventy nine for Ingles. Um, Paddy Mills. The thing about Paddy Mills is people think Paddy's extremely tough, and they have just watched the Olympics, but. <laughs> NBA wise, coming off the bench for the Spurs, yeah, seventy six is a bit low, but I I'd put him around there, man. Like, I don't know if he's an eighty, yeah, eighties like. He gets
1: 80, dude.
0: I don't know. It's it's up to you, really. But oh, no,
1: yeah. a lot of it is just like you know what you see, and you make a fair point. In the NBA, he's nowhere near as effective as he is in the Olympics. Um, obviously he dominates the ball in the Olympics and gets to shoot anything he wants and then run a ton of action for him. So he's yeah. he's not look up, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm not even going off the Olympics. Like I'm not that, I'm not like yes yeah. going off that. I'm going off like his longevity in the, in the league. He's been around for so long. He's, you know, champion. Like he's, he's done some things in the, in the league and shot the three to high clip. He plays his role, he plays defense, he can play the one, he can play off the ball. Like he can do a lot for a team. And I think he's gonna help Brooklyn tremendously this season off the bench. I think so as well. He'll he'll win some games for him, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think 76 and is a little bit low. He's around Englesman, you know what I mean? Like he's like 80 for me. Yeah.
0: Knowing knowing Kyrie Irving, he won't play a lot of games. So Patty Mills will step in and start in a few hours. I'm, I'm assuming. Giddy to me, six six pick. I think that's pretty fair for a six-pick, maybe even a bit low. Um, I'm presuming six-picks are usually like 76, 77, but that's just like, it doesn't matter which player you are, they just give you that rating just because you're a pick there, not because you're garbage or whatever. Um, Matisse Thiebel, I don't know. Like, I know know he's very good defensively, obviously, but I feel like Philly haven't really given him that many opportunities to produce. I think he'll have a bigger role in Philly this year. So, to me, the ratings aren't that bad. As bad as that sounds, the ratings aren't that bad. The biggest one to me is Ben Simmons being too low. Um,
1: I agree with that. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Just on the Thaibu thing, are we talking about... So, this is the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like, what have they done in the NBA to now? Mm. And another part of it is like, what is their potential to do if given the opportunity? I'll put those two together and then I, I, I assess it. So, I think Thaibu, if he's playing 35 minutes in an NBA mm. game, He's going to be pretty effective, man. Like, he's going to be, he's NBA elite athleticism. You know, yeah. he's not just like, he's like one of the best athletes I've seen on basketball court. Some of the stuff he was doing. And defensively, he's, what is his second team?
0: Yeah. I think, I think he, he got second, second team? team. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he meant second team. So, uh, I mean, I think 75 is tough. That's a bit, yeah, safe. it is a bit low. Aaron Baines and Exxon, like you said, like, yeah, but they're not awful. It's not like they got it completely wrong, but there's a couple of things I would definitely change. Ben Simmons has probably been the top of my list too. I think he's in the '90s. Would you agree? He's in the '90s, like '90, 90,
0: '91. Uh, I don't know. I'd put like '87. I reckon '87 is pretty fair. Bradley Beal is an '89. I think that is That's a snub.
1: <laughs> That's, ridiculous. That's, That's the, the biggest snub of the year.
0: Yeah. He's like no nah, Westbrook. Westbrook's an '85. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Ben crazy. Simmons Ben Simmons in 84 Converted to Russ, You're thinking like oh okay
1: Yeah that Okay if that's the reference point Bradley Bill's at 89 And Westbrook's at 85 Alright Ben Simmons is at 84 I'm cool with that But if you're talking about Yeah Bradley Bill Bradley Bill's like 95 yeah. to this kind of How many seasons Does he have to average 30 bro Crazy <laughs> bro. Get some respect man. Crazy. Put some respect On that man's name bro I don't he even
0: want to I don't even want to talk about it bro.
1: Crazy
0: <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the Bradley Beal rating. Um, another thing I just want to quickly bring up about the two K ratings: Russell Westbrook, and I'm not I'm not um, a person that usually sticks up for us, but because he was on the Wizards last season, they're basing it off that season. So I'm going to stick up for him. Lamelo Bull's an 84, and Russell Westbrook's an 85. Ben Simmons is also an 84. So, Ronnie, two K, you need to you need to go back to the team and and just go back to the drawing board and try and I don't know rethink your calculations.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm 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 a hundred percent certain that calibrating, calculating, using all the algorithms, stats mixed with eye test for four hundred players is not easy. All right, we know well, I can I can understand that, but come on, eighty five for Westbrook and Lamella's eighty four and Man, Westbrook's like goat status. This guy's averaged triple-double for three exactly. seasons in a he row. He just row. averaged a
0: triple-double last season.
1: Did he average number one? Yeah,
0: he averaged one for the Wizards.
1: Dude, that's... And he's eighty. Come on, bro. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> it is crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm keen to see how they rank these. I think it's got something to do with the hype in their name. So, like, Zion. Zion will be up there. Luka Doncic is, an eight, is a 94 five ratings better than bill i don't know so yeah i don't know we'll see we've dropped our thoughts on the aussie ratings um i'm going to bring up a question that i think we need to discuss what are josh giddy's chances of winning the rookie of the year now he's only played he was the sixth pick you've got the names of Cade cunningham jalen green obviously the nets rookie cam thomas showed out in the summer league he was a big surprise. You've got Scotty Barnes. You've got Jalen Suggs. He's got an open spot there in the Magic. I think they'll give him the ball a lot. Um, Evan Mobley for calves. So, what are Josh Giddey's chances of winning Rookie of the Year next year?
1: Um, slim. Okay. I think slim. Quite slim. Interesting. I just, I, I personally think this draft class is stacked. Like I'm very impressed with the talent in this, in this class. So that, that in itself makes it tough to separate yourself. Yeah. Often I find that like rookie of the year, like you, you have, it either goes to like one of the, the top three picks who, who just ball out or it goes to like a sleeper who gets given the keys to a team early on. Yeah. And he puts up big numbers, you know what I mean? And steps up to the plate. Yeah. So, I think in Giddy's situation, like he's not like considered the premier, he's not a Cunningham or a Suggs or a Jalen Green. So, he's going to have to be it's going to be based on opportunity for him. So, then it's like, all right, two things he has to get the opportunity, so he has to play major minutes at the one ball in his hands, dominate, similar to what he did at Adelaide, you know. Mm -hmm. And secondly, he has to make the most of that opportunity, adjusting to a a different league and, and playing in that environment and things like that. So given all those variables, I think the chances are pretty slim. Um, yeah, that's my that's my take on the rookie of the year situation. I think he'll be I think he'll do okay in the NBA. Yeah. I think he'll he'll, he'll find his feed and you know he's mature enough that I think he'll he'll come he'll come good to some degree, but I, I just don't see him being as impactful as some of these other guys.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: What do you think?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on um... I'm gonna disagree with you on the fact that you, the draft class is elite. I think just watching the summer league and I don't know, I watched a bit of their college stuff. I think it's a very good draft class. But I don't think it'll be as good as last year's, the year before that. Um maybe they'll prove me wrong. I hope they do. But I think Josh Giddy will definitely be all rookie first team. Um, the reason mm-hmm. I the reason I say that is because I think it fits his play style so well. And the way we saw LaMelo ball transition into the NBA from the NBL. LaMelo was putting OK numbers up here. And in the NBA, I know it's LaMelo, but I know in the NBA, he killed it compared to the NBL. So I think we're going to see the same thing with Giddy. Um, I think eventually, I don't think he'll start much at all, um, because only because they've got um, Lou Dort and they've got Shea, Gilgis, Alexander. So I doubt it, but I think. I think the way he plays, six nine point guard, he'll find guys in the corner. He'll average a lot of assists. Um, the only problem, the only problem I see with Giddy, is when the when the screen comes and Kawhi Leonard switches onto him, is he going to be able to break down Kawhi and get around Kawhi Leonard? It's a yes or no question. Uh, this at this point, oh. I don't, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> so. You can't. Dude. No, yeah.
1: that's my question too. Like just yeah. to piggyback on the back of what you said. I think he's geared towards um like team-oriented basketball. Like he's really good in pick and roll situations, he's very good at, at creating advantages through action, pin down screens, or seeing action on the floor that's predicated yep. around movement and predicated around things. And then he uses instinct when that occurs. So when he's able to get one foot in the paint, his decision making is supreme. Like he can see people from anywhere, he anticipates things really well. But the NBA for me is just slightly different in the fact that you have to create those advantages yourself a lot of the time. That's yeah. where I think Lomelo transitioned really well because he was, he just plays like that. His, his ability to get past people and change his yeah. speed and his direction change and his flow to game and his range. It's just electrifying. Like, you know what I mean? He can just, Giddy doesn't really have that. He's much more like, like yeah. I, I think he's, yeah, he's, I think he would have a much easier time winning rookie of the year in the European league. Mm. Than he would in the NBA personally, just based on play styles and, and what his game is. Um, all rookie first team depends on his numbers personally. Yeah. He has a chance for sure, depending on depending on how he produces. Like you said, he's got some guys ahead of him. Um, but it's gonna be a very interesting season. My my biggest thing is is he gonna to transition to the NBA game where it's a lot more ISO-based? Like you said, Kawhi Leonard standing in front of you, or you know, Drew Holiday <laughs> guarding yeah. your whole game. How's that gonna be for you now? Like, is that gonna be can you step up to that? I think he'll struggle a little bit in those areas. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, elite passer, elite vision, and he'll, he'll sign in those areas. But in the, the isolation standpoint and, and being able to handle the pressure in one-on-one settings, I'm not sold.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, the big thing for me for Giddy is, I think a lot of people compare him to Donkic and Ben Simmons. And um, I think he's a bit different to both. I think he's more of a Ricky Rubio, a tall Ricky Rubio. Um, he'll shoot the occasional three. He's got a slow release, but his game is based on creating for others. If he can put up, even like playing like Compazo last year for the Nuggets, it's a bad reference, but I think if he puts up those sort of numbers and comes off and is good off the bench for Thunder, um, plays solid, I think he can easily fit in the top five rookies. Um, yeah. I think Scotty, uh, Scotty Barnes, I know he had a couple of good games and he was really aggressive, but I don't think he'll put up number that, those big numbers for the Raptors. I don't think Evan Mobley impressed me that much. Um, Cam Thomas impressed me. He averaged the most. He averaged twenty-seven points, but he's on the Brooklyn Nets. So, I think they'll be Suggs. Suggs looks phenomenal. Cade Cunningham looks phenomenal. Jalen Green looks like a bucket, and he's on the Rockets. Um, I think those three those are locked.
1: Those three are sure wins, man. Like those yeah. three are going to going to make those, as long as they stay healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the the other the other two. You can throw in. Want Davi- my,
1: you want to hear my sleeper? Who? Davion Mitchell.
0: I was gonna say you can throw in Davion Mitchell. I don't know though. Yeah. The, the Kings. The Kings. Is he gonna come off the bench for the King? Kings point out?
1: Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna look yeah. with their roster. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. But dude, I'm I'm very high on his game. Yeah, he's uh, nice. Taylor, he was, he was tough, dude. Like he, he was really good. So I think he's gonna be like. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Jalen Green for my rookie of the year. Yep. Yeah. Like my favorite. And then I'm gonna pick Davion Mitchell as my like underdog
0: sleeper. Yep. I think I'm gonna go Kate Cunningham by a country mile. I think it yeah, will be, it'll I'm be it'll be it. it'll be picked by like quarterway through the season. Um yeah. that's how much I reckon. I just think he's gonna be on the whole game for Detroit every single game.
1: That's
0: right. He'll average like 16, 8, and six. I reckon he'll 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 put up a couple triple doubles too. He's nice with it. um, And then my sleeper pick is Chris Duarte from the Pacers. I was oh, high on him. I, I wanted Wizards to grab him, but he went early. So, um, he went to the Pacers, did he? Yeah, Pacers.
1: I thought he – who did the Wizards pick?
0: Uh, Corey Kispert.
1: Oh, that's right, Kispert. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's
0: not bad, Um, but I think Chris Duarte is a sleeper for me. Um, He can slot in in the all-star five. Uh, but we'll see. Um, anything you think we should, we need to discuss?
1: So my question to you: I've been thinking about this for a little while. Who do you think from the NBL one? I'll give you a list of a couple. You can you can choose a couple if you want, two or three. Yeah. Um, should have cemented themselves in the NBL and deserves a contract.
0: It's a good question. Um, obviously, NBL finals are on right now, so it's a good topic to bring up. I think. It's hard because I come across so many, but I think just straight off the rip, I'm going to say Nick Stoddart definitely deserves a contract. He's a bucket. Yeah, he's a bucket. Um, definitely crafty, left-hander, um, loves the pressure. He's a
1: lefty.
0: Yeah, he's a lefty. I'm a big fan of Stoddy. Um, I think I want to see him in the league soon. I think eventually he'll definitely get there. Um, How old is he? When he turned 21. Okay. He's young, dropping 20 bombs in the NBL One North. Um, another one I'd say, I'm, I'm going to mention Isaac White, even though he's got a contract with Illawarra, but he's been really impressive to me. I didn't know he was, he was like that, dropping 30, 40 bombs. Um, and I think Keanu Rasmussen, who you brought up earlier for your uh, young guy that impressed you, I think he's well overdue for a DP contract. 18-year-old, um, South Australia um if you haven't seen him go look him up he's explosive throws it down can shoot so well passes the ball he's had a couple 30 point games
1: yeah
0: um yeah i'm gonna say nick stoddart keanu rasmussen cj turnage sorry for the long answer but cj turnage, M- no. turnage just won cj Turnage just one mvp of nba1 central so i think he deserves a contract even if end of the bench think he deserves one in the NBL.
1: Yeah. No, I like all those answers. Um, the good thing is, like, it's crazy because there's there's so many, there's some four conferences, you know what I mean? Mm. And each of them have seven to eight guys you can name. So, we're, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many guys that I think, I don't know about deserving of an NBL contract, but definitely put their hand up to be like, hey, take notice of me like I'm doing some damage. Yeah, and you listed a couple that I didn't even think of, which is good for me to just like gets my mind ticking a little bit. But a couple of guys that I'm going to definitely, definitely list. Number one, um, Dave O'Hickey, Sydney, Sydney, born and raised guy that I've that I've known for a while, and uh, you know he was a DP with Southeast Melbourne. Yeah, um, and he did some damage at the NBL. I don't know if it's NBL Combine or what's that. It's the next
0: next next gen. NBL next-gen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He
1: killed that. It was going all types of highlights on that. It's been a bucket for a while. Uh, put up some good numbers this year um, in the NBL one. south. Um, so I think he's one. Um, the second one is Luau Ding. Yeah. I think he's a monster, averaging a double-double for the season. I think you mentioned earlier that he trained with Adelaide, right?
0: Yeah, I've seen some, I've seen some things of him training with Adelaide, 36 Yeah.
1: I'm sure he's already been on the radar, but he yeah. had a huge season again, so he's definitely got to be there. Um, yeah, I think those are the two off the top that just come to me. Um, there's a couple of other guys that I know that I've seen around and they've bounced around, a couple of NBL teams trying out this and that. One of them is, is a guy named Isaac Turner. Do you know Isaac Turner?
0: Yeah, he plays for Geelong in the NBL one.
1: Yeah. game. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. He played in New South Wales for a little while uh, for Sutherland, and he was tough to guard. Like, he would have 30 pieces. Um, I'm not sure. He was training with the Kings at that time when he was living in Sydney. So I'm not sure what the situation is, but he's had another good season. I think he's someone that, that stood out to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a few. That's just off the top of my head and, and guys that I know that have stood out to me this season. But that's that's not saying those are the only ones. I'm sure I've missed a few that I have that had. For sure. Crazy you know like we said there's so many players to pick from man. like and that's what I love about the NBL one like it's just the talent pool now it's all it's certified now we can sit here and compare and talk about nationwide the next best league like it's so good like i'm, I'm so hyped for how it's going to develop over the next few years
0: sure cool. I'm keen to see it expand um it's gonna be it's going to be cool when there's all five conferences next year um it's yeah. going to be cool and the national championship obviously can go ahead Speaking It'll
1: be of which, cool. I had a um, I had a talk with someone today who's saying that NBL one is 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 definitely on the cards in New South Wales. Like everyone's talking about it, everyone's cool. agreed to it. It's just a matter of two things: number one, the whole COVID thing yep. is so unpredictable, and number two, revenue raising is going to be hard. Okay. Revenue raising is going to be really hard for clubs because firstly, it's expensive. Yeah. Secondly, financial sponsorship and private involvement is Pretty much non existent in Sydney. And thirdly, revenue streams have been cut short this season. Local comps are off, like reps is off, everything's off. So they had a rough year 2019 yeah. and 2020 both have been like abrupt, ended. So it's hard to financially prepare and inject money into it. But if they can solve those challenges, they're in. So I'm hoping they can.
0: Oh, that we'll definitely want to see it. I think as soon as it gets introduced, I think Sydney's obviously uh, – New South Wales, sorry, is obviously one of the biggest states in Australia, and I think a lot of the NBL players will migrate to those NBL one-teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it'll obviously be good to see the Sydney basketball scene spark up again. Um, I know I know, Baseline, Baseline Hoops just posted a, a video, Vic or Queensland, and I saw yeah, yeah, Borale yeah. drop a comment, and he's like <laughs> – New South Wales were financially stable. <laughs> we'd be up there.
1: New South Wales didn't care about money as much. Would be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like funny. I said talk to him. Yeah, facts. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. That's right, man. That'd be cool. But yeah, yeah. to the NBL one, man. I think there's some there's some serious guys. You mentioned a few. I mentioned a few. I think they they deserve a chance. It's gonna be. I hope I hope they can start. We start seeing it. You know, it'd be so cool to see, like. A guy ball out of the NBL one, and we just see him in the NBL, and someone gives him a chance because of that. And yeah. Then we know that it's a legitimate pathway, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, For anyone that wants to watch an NBL one game and don't know where to start, this weekend, Jason Caddie is playing King of the North. He's won, from my memory, four in a row championships now. He's on a new team this year. Um, they're not on top of the ladder, but playoff time comes around, and he's going to explode. So, we'll see um this saturday he plays i'm gonna try and get down there and film it because he's gonna go he's gonna go dummy um (laughs) so tune in to jason bonita this weekend um we'll wrap it up there thank you guys so much for joining us uh we appreciate it again make sure you guys subscribe like and follow on whatever platform you're listening on um and we will catch you guys next week
1: peace